0: What's up guys, it's Mitch from Mitch's Kitchen and we're back with the Taste of Success podcast number five. Today we have Joe Hill from One Planet Pizza, which is the UK's first frozen pizza company. Hello, Joe.
1: Hey, Mitch, how's it going, mate? You okay?
0: Good, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, very well, thanks.
0: So, for those who have never heard of One Planet Pizza, um, introduce yourself and what One Planet Pizza
1: is and does. Yeah, yeah happily. Uh, So I'm Joe, I'm one of the co-founders and co-directors of One Planet Pizza. Uh, We're the UK's first and leading frozen vegan pizza company. Uh, Me and my dad started the company back in 2016, so it's a family-owned vegan business. And we try and create a range of delicious, sustainable, award-winning frozen vegan pizzas that are available nationwide in stores and direct on our website.
0: Amazing, yeah. I've seen like us your packaging is kind of at the heart of what you've done Um, so it's fully compostable yep
1: yeah, so our pizza boxes which you can conveniently see up here uh, the box is fully compostable or recyclable uh, the pizza wrap just here is made from part recycled materials and that's fully recyclable vegan ink obviously um, and then there's cling film which goes around the pizzas on the inside of the box which is uh, which is a PVC cling film which is fully recyclable. Most, most cling films aren't recyclable but we got one which is slightly thicker so that people can do that as well. Uh, but we're on the lookout for a plant alternative to that. But um, what we say is the packaging is zero to landfill so nothing has to go to landfill.
0: Yeah perfect. That's, I know when we were looking into packaging that was one of the biggest concerns. How, how long did it take you to find your perfect packaging
1: We've been, honestly, we've been working on that since we started in 2016, it's been a, a continuous um, journey for us, you know, we uh, to begin with we had to get whatever packaging um, locally was available to us, we wanted to get it, you know, in the, we wanted to make sure it was all from the UK to reduce, you know, the mileage of getting the packaging to us, um, but we've changed suppliers a few times and and constantly it's, it's been evolving making sure that it's as good as it can be, we've Interesting. We've, I think we've halved the thickness of the sleeves and um, I think we've reduced the box thickness by about 25% and that's just stuff you learn you can do as you as you move forwards um, so it's, it's in constant development and it's something that I think a lot of brands should be doing is, is always revisiting the packaging and thinking what's what's out there now can it can it be improved can we reduce what we're doing.
0: Definitely, I know for, for us it was a, an eighth month battle to find samples, test them, find yeah. film that could be compostable. But that's we tried some biodegradable ones and they just melted. So the technology is not there for them. Some
1: minefield, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Hopefully, we're not far off a breakthrough company saying, "Yep, yeah, fully compostable, biodegradable. You can leave it in your garden waste and it's going to disappear." And um, there must be technology out there, and it's it's great. Yeah. Um, newer companies or plant-based companies seem to really have that at the forefront. Um, so talking about your company, when did it all start?
1: Yeah, so it was back in 2016, um, so it was, it was myself, Mike, my dad who's the other founder and director and, uh, and his friend Tanya, we all, we all came up with the idea uh, between the three of us and, um, and it, was, it was largely because veganism was just booming, it was going crazy back then and uh, we were all vegan, very much active in that community. Um, you know, e- eating a lot of the products that were coming out, uh, had a, g- a good grasp of the market and how it was growing and developing. And uh, none of us could believe that there was a there was a range of premium, you know, artisan frozen pizzas out there that were one hundred percent vegan. That there was there were some that were close. There were some that were very cheap and small and processed. There were some from you know other countries in Europe that were being imported. But there was just a, a huge gap in a really fast growing market, and we just said to each other, you know, we can do this. Let's give it a go. Let's um, let's give it our best shot. And then that's how that's how it all started. It was a, a bit of a light bulb moment, in initial conversation, and then it just. Um, it just felt right, it just felt like, you know, someone else is gonna come up with this idea and, and we're gonna kick ourselves if we don't give it a good shot. So that's that's how it started, just with the conversation. And then we, we just sort of hit the ground running.
0: How many uh, pizza recipes did you have?
1: Yeah, so the pizzas, it, it wasn't too difficult actually. Mike, when I was growing up, Mike was always vegan. He's been vegan um, 35 years or so. And so it was always part of our family growing up, part of part of our dinner table. Um, and so I was I was a veggie since I was ten. Uh, my mum's a pescatarian. One of my sisters is a meaty, so the other ones a veggie now, vegan as well. So we had a real mix around the table. And every Saturday we we would religiously cook up our own pizzas. You know, we'd would make our dough from scratch, let it rise on top of the radiator or or in the um, you know in the storage room where it's dark. And uh, and so. And make make the sauce from scratch and put the toppings on. So that was always a big part of our family, um, you know, dinner table growing up. And then we we just basically used that experience conveniently. It, it paid off later on in life. And uh, and then me and Mike just started thinking, well, you know, where do we want this company to be in in a couple of years time, in five years time, in ten years time? And we, we always wanted to be as big as possible so we could help as many people as possible reduce their meat and dairy intake. We didn't want to be um, too niche or too specialist. We we didn't want to go down the whole sourdough, you know, um, sun-dried, organic sun-dried tomatoes and, you know, the, the more really expensive and, and really, um, you know, luxurious pizzas. We wanted them to be really easy, simple, like-for-like swaps for, for reducers and flexitarians. That's where we saw it going and, and that's where we positioned ourselves from the start. recipes because these were the most common recipes in the uk supermarkets at the time and they're really classic um but but very a good range for four pizzas to have so you got your margaret your free cheese margarita um your hawaiian roasted med veg and your fungi feast and they were the four we came up with back in 2016 and they're still our, our sort of classic core range to date So, um, yeah, started simple and we're not known for creating lots and lots of new products. We just wanted to keep improving the four that we had to begin with.
0: Well, saying not known for being creative, uh, your latest pizza, well, your one previous to the one just coming out, uh, the cheeseburger pizza. Talk me around that.
1: Yeah, yeah, the cheeseburger. Yeah, that was really exciting for us. we're just constantly getting asked about new flavors, and I suppose you guys are as well. And it's you've got a real delicate balance of of bringing out enough new products and flavors to keep everyone excited and to to keep momentum going, but also you don't want to do too much too you know too soon, and you don't want to do it too quickly. Um, you want to make sure you get it right, and it's you know it's a good standalone product um, and complements your other range rather than replaces them. Um, and yeah we, we actually started working really closely with the meatless farm um for the last two or three months and we we actually do their picking and packing for their online shop um mm. because we now do that ourselves for opp direct they they saw how well it was going and and that we we clearly you know um understood that process of, of direct to consumer so we now do their picking and packing and and part of that um uh, you know collaboration of working together was was that we always wanted to release a, a new flavor um you know around this time of the year and having launched opp direct we can now do that a lot easier and, and quickly and, and um and it, it just seemed like the natural fit that we were already working with them selling their products uh, through their site. let's you know let's create an idea together and we had a few initial conversations with their food specialists and the trends are so interesting by the way mitch i'll send you this document um, for the food trends for 2019 to 2020 and we narrowed it down to frozen food trends and, and then pizza um and it kept popping up you know mashups uh, what people are loving at the moment it's all about having two um basic meals or traditional meals popular recipes and literally just combining them so the obvious one for us with meatless farm was let's do a cheeseburger pizza um you know it looks like a cheeseburger it tastes like a cheeseburger but it just so happens it's on a pizza it was a really and and when we said it with each other it was like great that sounds amazing and we wanted it to be something that hasn't been done before so we, we were actually the first i know we're the first in the uk i don't know about you know europe or the rest of the world to do a frozen vegan cheeseburger pizza but it was it's pretty pioneering stuff and it was really exciting to to be able to say you know that's never been done before and uh you know their burgers now at, at the burgers in general in the vegan world are at such a good quality standard that we were really happy you know with with that complementing our homemade sauce and our bespoke bases we were really confident and then we just looked to what else goes on a burger can we get that vegan most of the time we could it's pretty simple you know just gherkins um caramelized onion mm. and then that, and then it just so happens that apple would have created this amazing vegan cheese recently which has a nice smoky flavor to it and um so we we tried it with our cheese uh, and then we tried it with applewood and, and it just it was just like the most perfect pizza i've ever had and then we got some of this amazing vegan burger sauce from uh, Mushi's, uh, the, the, the the burger chain guys based down in london and um and it was great to be able to support them during covid as well and and you know, um champion their their sources, which they've just launched on their site, so it all came together really, and it and it happened within a uh, within a month, I think we had the recipe nailed, and then we just worked on launching it and promoting it. but it's now our best seller, so we're gonna keep pushing it and um it was meant to be limited edition, but people love it so much I think we're gonna we're now looking at getting it branded um you know and a- adding it uh, alongside our core range and getting it into shops
0: yeah i think that that would be a big one for shops because it's Mm. it's such a different product it's not that you'll go down the book like the freezer aisle in the supermarket you won't see a cheeseburger pizza but online i've seen kind of the mashups of people doing burgers in
1: pizzas and i saw even on
0: your instagram someone made a pizza burger pizza
1: oh it's crazy yeah that was crazy and that's what um we've learned that that's what the customers want they want for us it, they want something they've never had before and something they've always you know one of the reviews perfectly summed it up saying this this was the pizza the vegan community didn't even realize how much it needed or something like that and it's it's so true it's like you know when when you go vegan you do you do say no to a lot of different foods and you say you know you make a stand and and part of that is is giving up certain foods and and, you know, being okay with that because it's, it's for whatever reason you go vegan, you know, it's not a sacrifice, but it's, you know, you're very happy to give up certain foods. But a lot of the time, I don't know about you, but I just think um, I submit to the fact that I may never have something like that again and I'm okay with it. So when, when you launch a vegan cheeseburger pizza, that, that just um, it blows people's minds and that's what they love. They think, oh, I didn't even know how much I would get excited by this sort of product because a lot of the time I just assumed I'd never have it again. Um, and and we found that a lot with, with our pizzas, especially, um, you know, flavors like the Hawaiian or, or the, the meatless feast that has, um, has all these different meats on like pepperoni and, and, um, and, and they just didn't think that they would ever have one of those again. So it's a really nice way to surprise your customer base by, um, by doing that with new flavors. Definitely. I think, as you said, with, when you first go vegan, you're, or
0: when you're thinking about going vegan, the things you think of are oh i can no longer eat this or i'm not going to be able to have this you don't think of all the things that you don't appreciate as much so mm. how can you cook tofu or how can you cook certain vegetables to taste like certain things so carrots you can make carrot salmon and all these amazing things you can do with just fruits and vegetables absolutely but the ranges of foods and companies coming out releasing all sorts like a i saw a diagram yesterday of all the different alternative milk dairy cheese and all these different brands i think it was mainly in america but they've made plant-based milks and things from everything from amaranth to pea obviously oat rice you've got macadamia you've got like every nut every (laughs) ingredient grain under the sun um it's it's mind-boggling how many brands and things are making these flavors and new products that you didn't even know you missed or um, wanted but they're there now and it's like the cheeseburger pizza people will absolutely go this is
1: amazing I'm so glad it exists yeah yeah we we just want to be part of that uh, movement towards you know a much more plant-based world it's I think it has to happen you know it has to happen for for our survival ultimately it's it's going to be something that's going to give us a bit more time on this planet and make it a better place to live and you know it's it it, we're, we're trying to make a better world, however we can. If if we do that through pizza, then we want to do it. Give it our best shot, and um, and yeah, like you say, we just to get as many people as we can to reduce the amount of meat and dairy and animal products they're eating. Um, we we have to we have to make sure that the the vegan stuff is as good as what they're currently eating, and it's available. You know, it's it's widely available, tastes as good as, and there's lots of choice you know people we're fussy consumers you know I'll, I'll admit that as well and it, it's great to be part of that movement knowing that we're um we're just making it a little bit easier for people
0: on that note as well um all our products are gluten-free both me and Shirin are gluten-free um and I see you've just released a gluten-free bundle
1: yes yeah we- it's something that we've always planned to do. Um, but it's just production wise, as you can appreciate, it's, it's a lot more challenging when we've got our production site, um, just behind our office here. It's, it's a nice purpose built kitchen, but as soon as you have that mix of, you know, our classic, um, pizzas, which have, you know, they contain gluten, obviously then producing, you know, have, we have to have a day a week where we go gluten free. We do a deep clean, uh, we don't do anything else that day. And it, you know it, it works but it takes a bit more effort and we have to be a bit more careful and um, so we had a lot of customers who, who have been buying our gluten-free uh, margarita now for for a year or so since we launched it and you know we, we still think it's the best gluten-free vegan pizza on the market it's incredible um, and and so we had these you know brilliant customer base building up of the the gluten-free vegans or the gluten-free reducers and and they've been waiting a long time to be able to get the gluten-free pizzas direct from us, through the website, especially now um, during COVID. And so instead of just launching the margarita online, we wanted to go the extra mile and say, well, look, we really value you guys waiting for this. So we're going to do something extra special. And that's why we said, you know, we're going to do a four pack of the gluten-free and not only is it the margarita, but we're going to, for the first time ever, do a a gluten-free vegan roasted med veg and a gluten-free vegan cheeseburger. So, you know, it's it's just surprising and delighting the customers. And we've got such a loyal fan base that we want to keep impressing them and showing them that we, we really want to, you know, give them everything that they ever wanted and uh, keep them as happy as possible. So, yeah, hopefully everyone loves them. And uh, it's, it's really exciting to be able to say that they're vegan and gluten-free as well
0: well we're we're definitely going to be getting some um pizza is a big thing. I bought a mini pizza oven during lockdown uh, as a second hand pizza oven. oh my God, It had so much use during lockdown Because I've yeah. been going out I've been trying to perfect my vegan gluten free recipe. I've tried making it a sourdough, I've tried all this and that, and some of them work amazing and some just they're I'm such a perfectionist as well, so yeah um, I'm excited to be able to buy one that um will actually be um up to your standards.
1: Yeah, we'll sort this out. There's going to be a pack on your way. And it means that you can try the cheeseburger as well, so everyone's happy.
0: Perfect. Um, So in terms of your company growth, so you launched in 2016 and you've got a really loyal following. I've personally seen you at events and things obviously pre-lockdown. But how important is the um, online community for you?
1: Yeah, it's key, really. I mean, um, when we think about how things are going business-wise and, and and where we see ourselves heading um our online at the moment our online side of the business is is probably bringing in about 15 to 20 percent of our revenue and the rest of it's going is coming in through the the retailers and wholesalers um so but we think it's the fastest growing area for us we think that's going to increase the most over the next year or two um so we're doing a big fundraise um, in the next couple of months, and we're hoping to raise um, somewhere between 200,000, 250,000. Um, and the reason we want that money is is to be able to um, double our kitchen space. We want to finally install a, a semi-automated conveyor belt, which is really exciting. Um, and and so that will just mean that we can double, triple our capacity, which which will allow us to then go out to... The larger retailers you know we, we we think the pizzas would be ideal in waitrose um somewhere like that so we need to make sure we can keep up with demand um, and and then we're going to look out into europe and see what else is out there and, and try and try and get the pizzas out into other countries like germany which we we know there's a demand we just need to make sure we've got the right um you know we're in the right position to take it on um so yeah the online side of things we still see growing very fast alongside the retail um and the exploring of other countries so we've got quite a big marketing plan for later this year for the online side of things and we're going to continue you know expanding the range we want to keep building on that pick your pizzas page where you can personalize with more options more toppings more sauces for example there's a lot of really exciting things you can do there um but it's still very new for us we're, we only just started doing our weekly newsletter online, um, which which goes alongside OPP Direct, but it also talks about all the other really exciting things and projects we're working on. Um but that's still in its infancy. So we're we're learning quite quickly and we're we're trying to make that as good as it can be and and then it's just building up your following and, and getting the brand exposure online. But yeah, it's it's a really exciting space to be. And I think the pandemic just um you know forced everyone's hands to to move online and to focus on it because it, it it probably is the future and when you look at the research it's it's the fastest growing space and that's just been accent, accentuated recently.
0: Yeah I think for us it showed us during the lockdown we had our best two two months ever trading um, and Yeah, sold the concept of ordering food to your door whether it's convenience food or kind of a little bit more indulgent or desserts, whatever it is you can get it delivered to your door now and yeah. people before didn't really get the concepts they're like oh if I want to buy a ready meal I'll go to a supermarket or again like a pizza or like well I can order a takeaway pizza or I can just go to the supermarket but actually being able to customise your pizza like you've created or having a exclusively vegan pizza company from vegan founders as well which is quite a big thing within the community is supporting those ethical businesses that haven't just kind of jumped on the bandwagon, it's, that is your core mission as well. Um, it's been really nice to kind of see that growth over the last few months of people going,
1: oh, I get that now. So. Yeah, yeah, interesting. We were looking at the research um, last couple of weeks and it's, it's these um, the age groups above 30, 35, Um, and even up to 70 75 and these people may never have shopped online they may never have bought frozen meals online and they've been forced to do that now and they're finding that actually those people now they've done it once and they've done it for a couple of months they're they're much more likely to continue doing it even when you know all of the restrictions have been lifted and things change and we move into next year i think there's a lot of a lot of uh, new older customers coming to to, online, to shop online, so it, the landscape's totally been rewritten, um, and there's lots of exciting new opportunities there because of that.
0: Amazing. Well, let's um, let's dig into your food history a bit now. Um, so we know about pizza and your your stories of growing up with the Saturday pizza um, rituals. Um, what's your earliest memory of? a meal or experience that you still have stuck in your mind of going oh when I was young I remember we would always eat this or always do this? Apart from pizza. Yeah Uh, well the pizza story we've we've got but yeah is there anything else that you (laughs) think of you may still make to this day or?
1: Yeah when I was when I was 10 years old, vegetarian, all, all we really had going was corn, you know, corn had, um, they had total monopoly on those, on those vegetarian products, you know, the sausages, the mints, mm. um, I suppose Linda McCartney was around as well, but for us, there was always corn in the fridge, in the freezer. Um, so a lot of my early, early memories growing up were, were, um, you know, my mum making shepherd's pie and lasagnas with corn, mints, and then I went around friends' houses as a kid and their mums would get corn in because they'd called my mum to check what veggie kids can eat. And that was always the go-to. Um, so that's, that was a big part of my childhood. And it's funny now, you know, when you look back and that was the only option and compare it to where we are, you know, five, ten, twenty years later, it's just changed so much. Um, but yeah, I was really lucky that I had a lot of classic traditional dishes, but we just, um, we just made them vegetarian. So a lot of my happy memories are are eating things like shepherd's pies and lasagnas and, and not really missing out. Um, but it was a lot more difficult at school. Um, you know, I had a lot of, I've got a lot of negative memories around, you know, being not being accepted and being ostracized at school and around the, especially around, um, you know taking your own packed lunch was never a problem but when you're having school dinners uh, i remember in primary school just being the only vegetarian um and it was it was a big you really you know when you're young you're very sensitive and you're very worried in so you know i had friends even your friends they if they didn't understand it they would um you know they would feel intimidated by it or or you know um they would always assume it was it was you against them and. And so I'd have friends, you know, throw ham in my meals and put it, you know, into my, you know, towards my mouth and stuff. That was always really tricky growing up. But then uh, it got easier and easier as, as more and more people understood it. And actually, you know, by the end of high school, um, a lot of the people you're around turned vegetarian anyway, I start to get it. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was very lucky that um, that I was part of a, you know, veggie vegan household. It made it real some a lot of people we meet say they're the only vegan in the family growing up and uh it sounds a heck of a lot harder than what I had to go through. Um yeah, yeah, no, I I grew up on corn. Um I've only really started enjoying eating a lot healthier um since going vegan four or five years ago. Um that I've really started going out and enjoying things, you know, adding kale to meals and eating a lot more spinach and leafy greens. Uh, and adding flax to your food and your cheer seeds. Um, so I'm still learning as I go. So you you
0: said you were vegetarian from age 10. Um, that's quite a big decision for a 10 year old. I know when I was 10, I was still heavily into junk food and fizzy drinks and yeah, I was just eating whatever I could get my hands on. Um, so what made you make the switch at 10? I know you said it was a, your veggie vegan household. I guess that's got quite a good influence, but how did that all come about?
1: Yeah. When I was growing up, we spent a lot of time um, around my grandparents' farm. So they're based in North Norfolk and they've got um, quite a lot of land over there and they've got a pig farm primarily. And so when we were kids, I remember, um, you know, running around this farm, you're always hearing the pigs. Um, you know, you could, you could walk de- through where they would keep the pigs in their in, in these big farm buildings. And, uh, and I think it was just around the age 10 that I, I started asking questions about why they had all these pigs. You know, where were they going? What was their purpose? What were they doing there? And um, I was just old enough to understand and and um, figure out what was happening. And, and uh, I just I think from that point, I just decided this isn't for me. You know, I don't I don't want to be part of that system where we're just enslaving these animals. Um, and, you know, they're part of our, our diets when they don't need to be, you know. and 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 luckily i had um, I had a safety net where Mike was already vegan, so I had to just um, I had to make that decision myself, tell them I wanted to go vegetarian i didn 't want to eat meat anymore and yeah fortunately, you know, it was very easy with Mike, my dad being vegan, so he had a good understanding of of what I needed to eat to make sure i wasn 't going to miss out on anything nutrition wise and um, and my mum was really supportive of that and and it encouraged then my sister to go vegetarian around the same time and she was a couple of years younger so she did it when she was about 8 maybe 9 so having two of us in the house young vegetarians made it a heck of a lot easier as well um but, but yeah i did that and, and never looked back
0: and then what made you do the jump from vegetarian to vegan um, and said that four or five years ago
1: yeah it was always something i was toying with as i got older and and uh you know i was, I was still eat it up until I was um 18, 19, um twenty I was still eating a lot of dairy, and it just it didn't feel right for me to to be consuming so many animal animal products but be advocating as a vegetarian to everyone i meet um It just felt like a bit of an oxymoron so I started reading into it a little bit and this was around the time that technology had had come a long way and there were a lot more documentaries out there that were easily accessible and and uh, people were sharing information a lot more about um, about the dairy industry the egg industry in particular and i read this old I read this really old book that Mike told me to read about um, the morality around eating and consuming animal products And it focused on vegetarianism, but it also talked about the vegan side of things. And then that just, um, that just, uh, you know, flipped a switch in my brain. And I thought, right, I've actually made this connection now I can't go back. I can't, I can't unlearn this stuff after reading that book. And then I decided on that day, I'm, you know, I'm that I'm going to make that step. I'm going to go vegan. Mike was there to support me. And there were a lot more products on the shelves and it was, it was a lot easier back then to do it. So I'm. I was, it was quite convenient timing really, but, uh, yeah, I just decided I was ready for it. And, uh, I remember I had, I think I'd just finished eating, um, my last vegetarian meal with some eggs. And, uh, and then I said, that's it. I'll never eat them again. Never drink milk again. And, uh, that was part of the vegan journey. And again, never looked back, never thought twice about it.
0: It's amazing to hear people's um, stories. I, I know when I went vegan in start of 2016, it was because I was working in a vegetarian cafe that was also going vegan. And we would have customers there who had been vegan 20, 30 years. And from when they went vegan, it was very much kind of an alien thing. They were the old one out. They were the ones wearing the hemp, the tie dye. It was very yeah. much a stereotype. Whereas nowadays you've got top performing athletes. You've got um, the new generation of sort of the Gen Z or um, whatever they're class stars who are kind of skipping the vegetarian thing and when they look into it go actually I'm just gonna go from eating everything to going vegan there's there doesn't really seem to be as much of a transition it's just a, I don't agree with that yeah. stop mm. so it's really interesting to see how that that trends kind of changed like vegetarianism I feel like that's really declining now it's just the people who yeah. can't, can't give away cheese um, but even the cheese market now it's massively booming. I'm speaking to um, a guy called Brad from Willycroft Cheeses um, later today. Yeah. And um, what they're doing in Amsterdam is amazing. And we've obviously got some phenomenal vegan cheeses in the UK. Um, with the pizza side of things, how did you go about um, choosing your vegan cheeses or do you make them yourselves?
1: Yeah, that was the the million dollar question for us. What cheese are we going to use? And is it good enough? I, I don't think our company would have... Um, would have survived if, if we'd done this um, 10 years ago. I think it was only in the last five, um, maybe six years that those vegan cheeses have have, um, have really just leveled up um, to the point where I, I think it, it all goes back to, you know, food scientists, researchers, and just pumping money, you know, bigger brands pumping money into it. Um, so we actually, when we first started, we, we must have taste tested all of the vegan cheeses um we'd established that for it to to work frozen to be able to buy it in big enough quantities for the price to be right and for it to 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 melt was the main thing and still taste good um we narrowed it down to only four or five brands and and then we thought we we did some internal taste testing and got some small groups together in norwich and um and again further narrowed it down to she's um so she's are is from a company called butte island who are based up in butte island this you know in scotland um and they've been doing it um for a long time and so they were i think they're one of the, the top three vegan cheese producers mm-hmm. at least in the uk probably in europe and so we we launched with those guys and that went really well and at the time we were really happy with their cheese and, and everyone loved it but we knew it could be improved um, and so we we actually got investment um, some private investment um, from Heather Mills from V bites mm-hmm. um, I think this was back in 2018 and she had her own range of cheeses uh, and and we said to her you know we're using cheese but we're pretty sure this can be even better uh, what we really wanted and, and what our customers were looking for is is to buy a frozen pizza and have the cheese melt when they cook it and taste great but also what we found people really missing that stringiness, that stretchiness. And that's the, you're tapping into that visual satisfaction when it comes to cooking a pizza and, and everyone's got an expectation when they have a frozen pizza. Like I, I know growing up, I had a heck of a lot of frozen pizzas. And, um, you always had to have that, cheese. you had a good amount of cheese. It had to melt and taste good, but you really expect it to be that stringy gooiness. And, and that we just weren't quite happy with what cheese were doing at the time. Um, and so we worked with heather's food technologist and told her what we wanted, and that we wanted to be the first people to do this. And um, they did some amazing work, and they came up with this a coconut-based cheese, and it was an improvement on their Cheesley range, uh, which we now use on the pizzas. They did three flavors for us, and it had that stringiness, and it was you know just as tasty. Um, worked well frozen, same ingredients, but they just conquered that last piece of the puzzle for us. And um, and so that's now a big USP for our frozen pizza range is that they have that stringiness and stretchiness, um, which makes it even easier for meat eaters and and you know um, people who still eat normal pizzas to make that swap because it now even looks and feels the same as well as tasting the same. Um, so that was a big that was a landmark for us, and um, and we're now we're now looking at um, collaborations with other cheese brands. So, you know, such as the Mexicana and, and the Applewood, which goes on the cheeseburger. Um, and they, they have, you know, they have flavor ranges, which I never thought I'd see in the vegan cheese world. I was just, you know, the bar was always quite low and we were quite happy to find one that just tasted good and, and looked good. But to find them now with, you know, they've replicated these classics like Applewood, which has got your smoky flavors and, and the spicy Mexicana is, is just more than we ever could have hoped for. And it, it makes new flavors very exciting, and there's a lot you can do with them.
0: Yeah, Mexicana for me was one of my favorite cheeses when I used to eat dairy. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, I still get to try their their vegan one, but it's definitely as soon as I see it, I'm going to get it. So um, yeah, yeah, the new the new Mexicana pizza um, you've just launched. Tell us about that. So what's what's in it? What's on it?
1: Yeah so the last collaboration with with the cheeseburger was in uh, in partnership with Meatless Farm but also we had Applewood and Mushies come on board just to make it extra special and we knew the Applewood cheese was going to complement the cheeseburger the feel and the, the taste of it um and it was just a real coincidence that the guys at Applewood said look we we're, we're now launching a mexicana vegan version um because because of the popular demand created from the Applewood and um and then we, we had a chat internally and, and me and Mike said, well, we've never done a spicy pizza. We think that could be huge. We get a lot of people asking about it. Um, so then, then we did, yeah, we did some product development with the Mexicana and, uh, those guys were really happy with how successful the cheeseburger launch was and the excitement and the buzz created around that, that they said, let's do it again for the Mexicana. So we, we settled on, um, using to chorizo which is like a crumbled block that we already had for the meatless feast which is on the website and i think they do some of the best meat alternatives this stuff's just so rich in flavor and it's really easy, easy to use production wise which i'm sure you'll appreciate it's quite an important factor you know uh, so yeah normal tomato sauce we uh, we crumble on some of this mexican flavored chorizo from tofurkey and then it's, um, we wanted to get the colors really to pop out. So to complement the red and the the orange Mexicana cheese, we're using um, yellow, yellow sweet corn. And then we complement that with green peppers. And then you've got the green jalapenos, and then you've got your red onion. So there's lots of, ex- lots of different flavors in there. So really, you can see it when you pull it out. It's like, wow, that looks like a really exciting, colorful pizza um but yeah it's mainly to champion that new cheese because that i think they it's an allergen free cheese but it has i think it's over 12 or 15 different herbs and spices in it so they really went to town on this thing and um it, it really matches up nicely with that um, spicy chorizo so, so yeah we're really happy with it i, I we haven't put on too many jalapenos so we didn't want to put people off and we didn't want to make it too spicy to alienate Uh, people who just can't handle that level of heat so i can just about tolerate it but it's 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 pretty spicy for me
0: yeah i'm sure you'll love it yeah the the spice balance for um the average consumer is really hard to get right i know i've a really spicy palate so i've had to tone everything down so much so that even my early batches of certain sauces i give it to my mum and she'd be like oh it's too hot too hot i'm like okay that's too spicy then um so yeah, that pizza definitely sounds like a bit of me. Uh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, um, we'll put
1: extra jalapenos on it before you <laughs> Mitch.
0: <laughs> Where? Um, so obviously, you've eaten a lot of pizza in your lifetime. Where is the best pizza you've ever eaten? Whether it's UK, abroad, um, whether it's one you've made. Um, what's the best pizza you've ever had?
1: God, that's a really good question. I've got a couple that come to mind. Um, so we we did uh, one of the vegan campouts a couple uh, maybe last year we did the vegan camp out obviously really sadly they're not doing it this year but we'll be back with them next year and we always try and do these really exciting collaborations that we just wouldn't ever do normally but for the camp out we we sort of um we go to town on these collaborations and we did um we did a breakfast pizza and and that was that was incredible so we we scrambled up some tofu put in some some black salt which gives it that really eggy. Uh, flavor and then we added some turmeric to that to give it some good color Um, we fried up fried up some uh, some potato waffles chopped them in put those in Um, I think we did some fried onions um, baked beans which was controversial and and then I think we had a few other things on there to make it really stand out but I had that on a fresh dough which we stretched out that day and I think at one point we had some leftover, so we did a breakfast pizza, uh calzone. Nice. And it was just the weirdest thing I'd ever seen, but it was just so mind blowing as a vegan to have this incredible thing that I'd never seen before, even as a non-vegan, um, and we shared that amongst the team and, and that was incredible with the beans in there. Just, just out of never having it before, never thinking it was possible. Um, I have been to Italy a few times, so it's hard to, it, to beat proper mm. proper Italian, Sicilian um, pizzas, you know, stretched in front of you. In the traditional way, we're going back hundreds of years, and um, it's really hard to beat, you know, a proper Italian pizza. Um, but but I, a couple of years back, I, I've been to Picky Wops a few times. We love those guys and, and what they're doing in London um, on Brick Lane, and I've had some of their pizzas and, and it's really hard to beat what they're doing. I've, I think I had one of their um, truffle pizzas, you know, truffle sauce, mushrooms, stuffed crust. Um, and they're very different to us. You know, they're very much more, uh, going down the, the sort of luxury high end restaurant side of things. Whereas we're much more, uh, classic, uh, frozen pizzas, you know, we're more probably leaning towards American with medium crusts, traditional, cheese traditional sauce uh but they they do some really good classic um but slightly sort of experimental flavors and yeah I, I love what those guys are doing i think i've had some of my favorite pizzas at picky wops so a big shout out to those guys
0: yeah nice no, yeah i see their um their stuff on socials come up all the time so yeah you know, yeah, yeah they love what they're doing uh for, for me I've, like, we've been to italy as well and Being vegan, gluten-free in Italy, we were like, what are we gonna eat? And we had some of the best pizzas, um, loads of places could cater for us, both vegan and gluten-free from the pastas and the pizzas and things. But um, we'd also been, this was pre-vegan, we went to um, Chicago and had a Mm. free deep dish pizza. We sat in the pizza shop and waited for an hour for them to cook it fresh for us. We just literally sat there, freezing cold, um, and it came out and it was like this big, but the crust was something like this. It, Jesus. each slice was yeah like the size of my head and it that pizza will always be in my memory as just yeah just because i think we shireen um as a singer she just finished a gig we were on our way back to where we were going to camp we we were traveling across um america in this rv and we saw this pizza place like looked online it said they could do gluten-free deep dish and went. we have to do it like when when in when in rome you have to do it so we went going to do it and yeah sat there and waited for one hour for this pizza to be cooked fresh for us and i'll I'll never forget that so is there any experiences other than pizza that if you think back to one real big food moment that stands out for you whether that's in the uk or from traveling is there a particular meal or cuisine that um you can just if you close your eyes you go yeah i can almost taste that right now
1: yeah i do have a standout food memory Um, So me and my girlfriend Hannah went to Berlin a couple of years back and she's vegan and I think she'd just gone vegan like fairly recently before we went to Berlin and, and, um, we were absolutely starving and it was really cold. I think we went in December and we were staying in an Airbnb and we were going to walk into the center, but it was quite a long walk. And we were just hope we, we know Berlin's famous for your vegan options and we would cut, we didn't really do too much research. We were pretty, pretty bad when it comes to planning trips, but I knew there were going to be a lot of options. And so we left our flat really hungry, really cold. And we went past this tiny, tiny little, um, burger joint and it was just on a residential street and it didn't look like anything special. And, um, and it said v, it was it said something vegan kitchen and um i'll dig out the name for you and i think they're still going i'm sure they're still going strong the food's brilliant and we sat down and ordered they only had three burgers and and then the option of sweet potato fries or normal fries And, and we got these two burgers um with sweet potato fries and everything they made from scratch they were telling us they were passionate about these burgers they'd created and even, they were even excited about the three different sauces. You, you know, they made their own mayonnaise and everything was, everything was plant-based and made in-house. And those burgers were definitely the best meal I've ever had. And it, same for her, we were both absolutely in heaven and we were just sitting there eating these burgers for about an hour and then had the chips and then tried the different sauces. And uh, it, it was just such a happy memory. And I've never tasted a burger like that since it was just incredible. Everything about it, all the layers, even down to the bread, it was like that proper bakery bun that you don't always get when you buy burgers and uh, even the sweet potato fries were the best I've ever had. So we were just so happy. So we went back there like two or three times. And I think, you know, hope to go back there again one day. So yeah, that's, uh, that's when I I realized that, it's it's so easy to be vegan now if you just go to the right places and you eat the right foods yeah that's a happy memory
0: yeah i love i love that like you can see how how much it's playing in your mind going oh, yeah picture in it and that's exactly why i started this whole podcast because i love hearing these food stories and it, it's just nice to talk about food and and especially mm. as a food producer you you obviously have that same passion for pizza um i see you've you've tweaked a few things with your um, sauce to be a little bit different as well. So it's like a chia infused sauce. Um, how did that come about?
1: Yeah. So with the pizzas, we wanted them to primarily be delicious and tasty as possible because we knew that that's what drives consumers. And we thought, you know, it's, it, it has to be tasty for people to eat one of these instead of what they're currently buying. Um, and then pro- probably second or third is, well, I'd say second, it has to be sustainable. We want to make this um, more environmentally friendly than what's already out there. And probably third or fourth was, okay, can it also be healthier? You know, can can we make this delicious, better for the planet, better for animals by being vegan? But what if it's healthier for you and people feel less guilty about eating what is seen as a very unhealthy traditional ready meal? Um so we we strip back the salts and the preservatives and the artificials and the sugar, so we don't add any sugar in. Um, they're half the, they're half the salt and sugar content of a conventional frozen pizza. They're also, I think thirty forty percent lower in saturated fat. Um, and then we we use a we use a rape a locally sourced rapeseed oil, which makes them a source of omega- free. Um, and then also with the, the tomato sauce, which was one of the first things we created, we just stripped it back and said, right, let's make this from scratch. What do you actually need and, and what can we get rid of so that we can make this simpler, cleaner, um, and not have to add anything that's not necessary. And one of the things we actually stumbled on was, well, can we use cheer seeds? You know, it was really back in 2015, 16, people were starting to, to Really look at these, these, you know, really traditional foods and really simple basic ingredients that were actually a lot healthier than we ever realized. Um, and a great, sort of complete sources of protein, your sources of omega free. Um, and we thought, can we incorporate the chia seeds? And we actually made a couple of batches up of our homemade tomato sauce with the chia seeds, different levels of it. And we found that left we left it overnight accidentally to start with, and it, it had thickened, it had like double the thickness of this sauce overnight. And we thought, Oh, right, maybe this, this is practical and also healthy. Mm-hmm. So we started looking at the nutritionals when we added in certain amounts of the chia seeds and we found that it was, um, yeah, it was really helping boost the fiber, the protein, the omega-3, uh, amongst other things, but it was serving a purpose in that it was helping us thicken up the sauce. So it wasn't running off the pizza bases when we were topping them. And that was, um, that was something that we hadn't in, intended to do and we didn't know anything about it and i don't think it's ever been done before on pizza sauce mm-hmm. um so now we talk a lot about how you know you get the health benefits and also um you know it doesn't have impact on the flavor so that was a real breakthrough for us but we're always thinking of ways to incorporate these uh, ingredients that are going to help make the pizzas healthier and, and maybe you know they're going to help um help you get the things that you might not be getting from meat or dairy if you replace them um, so the, the cheer seeds was crucial for us and that's now one of our usps um, and then we've always added flax seeds into the base which we still do now which helps again boost the omega content uh, but it's a great way of putting in healthy ingredients and, and swapping them and, and replacing the artificials and the preservatives that a lot of these pizza companies would use
0: nice yeah that's really really interesting to hear because yeah flaxseed like we use flaxseed in our brownies as one of the egg they're such good binders for that kind of and like again with chia seed you can make your simple chia jams just by blending chia seeds with berries um so it's really simple and delicious but as you said acts as a a thickening agent so yeah it's
1: uh, actually got chia pudding here
0: (laughs) (laughs) amazing well um, I know you're going to be a busy man, um, so before I ask you the final question, um, if anyone wants to find out more or order the delicious range of Pizzas, where can they find you online? Uh,
1: so oneplanetpizza.com, uh, it's, it's all over the website, you can find the shop um, or if you go to the tab at the top it's order now. Uh, we've just added another option which is your gluten-free bundle. Um, but when it comes to picking your normal pizzas you can choose from your toppings Um, you can choose to go wholemeal or classic base we've added the cheeseburger, we've added the Mexicana so it's worth trying the new ones um, because they may not be around forever Uh, but if you don't want to buy them online you can get them off Focado if anyone's on there Uh, we're also available in about 500 uh, independent health stores if you want to shop locally you can find out which health stores we're we're stocked in uh, through our website on the stockist locator map which is available at the top of that as well um, and you can sign up to our weekly newsletter to, to find out about any updates or you know new launches or things we've been up to or working on and, uh, and then we also um, sell ourselves constantly on instagram we're always plugging ourselves uh, and the brand through our instagram twitter and facebook
0: perfect Uh, so final question Um, you've lived out your long life you've achieved everything you've wanted and you're moving on to your next phase whatever that may be for you what is your final meal before you say goodbye?
1: oh that's a good question I don't want to be boring and just go for pizza so I'll go for something (laughs) else Um, I'd probably go for I'd probably go for a classic shepherd's pie I might use meatless farm mince um i know we've got some of that in the kitchen at the moment so yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna shepherd's red wine shepherd's pie with meatless farm mints and a bit of pesto on top any desserts sneak that in there as well it's got to be booja 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 salted caramel ice cream i'm always championing that stuff i think it's the best ice cream i've ever had Um i've not tried one better than that and it's pretty healthy they use only like six or seven ingredients Mm -hmm. no Uh, no unnatural stuff in that.
0: Fantastic. Well, lovely to chat to you. Um, As I said, I'll put all the links in the description below. So, um, big thanks to Joe,
1: and uh, take care. Yeah, you too, Mitch. We'll send you some gluten-freeze when they're ready. All right. Brilliant.
0: Cheers, Cheers, buddy.